I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Narcissism is not a black and white issue. It is not a yes or no answer, and it's an extremely complicated topic. One minute you can feel like you have a grasp on it, and the next minute that grasp just simply disappears. You can think you finally understand it, and then be at a complete loss for words when you're trying to explain it to someone else. I got it. This makes sense, you think. And the next day you wake up and everything is all jumbled all over again. What really is narcissism? Is this really how he or she is acting? Are they? Are they not? What's going on here? You know, one minute you think, yes, they are. And then, well, maybe they aren't. Or no, they actually cannot be. And then you're right back around to, yes, they definitely are. Around and around we go inside our heads. You know, narcissism is not a pass-fail test. It isn't you either are or you are not. It just isn't quite that simple. I'm Renee Swanson, and today we're going to discuss the narcissism spectrum. Before we do, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to these podcasts. Thank you for learning about narcissism. This is running crazy in our world today, and we must put a stop to it. We must break these cycles that are going on in so many families. I ask you today, if you are enjoying these podcasts, if you are benefiting from them, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that like button. Hit that favorite button because all of this helps to make our podcast more visible to our world. If you are able to make a small donation to the cause, it is greatly appreciated and it will help to further our mission. It helps to educate our world on covert narcissism. Now, let's dive in to the narcissism spectrum. For this episode, I'm actually talking specifically about narcissism itself. I'm not focused in on covert or overt narcissism. You know, we've talked a lot about the differences between covert and overt. Those differences lie in kind of how they play out, the the way that these underlying feelings play out. But the internal, internal issues are really the same. And those underlying issues, they're actually laid out in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And in a nutshell, here's what they are. So the underlying issues for narcissism, a grandiose sense of self-importance, fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love, the belief that they are special and unique and cannot be understood by average people, the desire for excessive admiration, a sense of entitlement, exploiting other people for their needs, their own personal needs and desires, a lack of empathy, envy of others, and the belief that others are envious of him or her, and arrogant, haughty behaviors and attitudes. Now, let me introduce the narcissism spectrum. It's a scale of one to ten. One 
is an extreme codependent person. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. And a 10 is an extreme narcissistic person. Well, I've already outlined the underlying issues of narcissism. That's what I just explained. So let me take a minute and outline some of the underlying issues of codependency. An exaggerated sense of responsibility for the actions of others. It's my fault they are not better and it's my job to fix them. They often confuse love and pity. And it plays out as loving people that they can pity and rescue. They do more than their share kind of all the time. Putting the needs and desires of others before their own over and over. An unhealthy dependence on relationships. Doing anything, absolutely anything to hold a relationship together in order to not be abandoned. An overwhelming sense of guilt when asserting themselves. So if they they assert themselves, they feel incredibly guilty for that. A lack of trust in themselves, a fear of being abandoned or being alone, difficulty identifying their own feelings, needs, and desires, difficulty making decisions, and difficulty setting boundaries. In a brief, real brief summary, codependency is putting everyone else's needs far above your own unable to actually care for your own needs while narcissism is putting your own needs far above anyone else's unable to care for anyone else's needs. So these two seem to be kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum An extreme codependent on the spectrum on the spectrum is like a one or a two. Remember the scale goes from one to 10. So a one or a two is an extreme codependent. Maybe even a three, you're still pretty extremely codependent. An extreme narcissist is on the opposite end of the spectrum at a nine or 10. You know, even an eight is a heavy narcissistic number. Well, what about this middle range? You have this middle range of a four, five, six, or seven. Well, let me explain how this works. This is a more healthy range. Everyone tends to be a little bit codependent or a little bit narcissistic. But when you're in that middle range, you know, a four or a five, you're going to lean towards being a codependent person, but you're in a workable range. You're going to have enough of the narcissistic traits in you, the enough of of recognition that you are a special person and that you do uh, deserve attention And so you have enough of that to stand up for yourselves, enough of that to set your own boundaries. And in the same note, somebody who's a six or seven, they might lean towards uh, narcissism. They definitely are going to be more narcissistic than codependent, but they have enough empathy or enough compassion to keep that narcissism in check. They are still able to care for the needs of other people. So this range is workable in this. And, and we move on the spectrum. You're not a static number. It's not a static thing. You know, you're not a, you're not a three and that's where you are and that's where you'll be for the rest of your life. You move around. For example, someone who is normally maybe around a four, you know, they're, they're pretty balanced, but they're more codependent than narcissistic. They might have days where their narcissistic traits dominate. You know, they might be just having an off day. Maybe they're not feeling well or they haven't had enough sleep, or their stress level is high at work, you know, whatever it might be. And they might actually move from that four more towards a seven on a particular day. 
And all of a sudden, you know, they're just like, wow, who's this, who's this person? They're not acting like themselves. And some of the narcissism comes out. And the same is true for someone who is maybe more normally narcissistic. Maybe they're around a seven, but they might have days where they seem more like a four. Well, this adds to the confusion of, of this victim who's trying to figure all this out. Here's what I mean. Someone, um, you know, who you might think, well, maybe they're a narcissist and, and you're seeing all these traits and then all of a sudden they have this one really good compassionate day or evening or whatever, even a vacation that went really well. And now you're going, well, maybe they are, maybe they're not. And you're trying to kind of figure it out. And as soon as you feel like you've got it, I've got it figured out. They're a narcissist. Well, then you have this kind of day where things are better and now you're all confused again because it doesn't make sense. Someone who is extremely on either end of the spectrum is not going to find that middle ground often. Someone who, who is all the way down on the end, you know, and somebody who's at eight, nine or 10 on the narcissistic scale, they're not going to all of a sudden show up as a three, four or five. They might, you know, bump from a 10 down to an eight where maybe on days they're not quite as narcissistic, but they're not going to move all the way down to the other end of the spectrum. Just like the same thing is true. Someone who is a heavy, you know, codependent, a one, two or three is not going to all of a sudden show up as being an extreme narcissist on, on a given day. Well, the same is true for people who are more balanced, that four, five, six, or seven range. They're not going to all of a sudden be on the extremes. Like they, somebody who's a four or five isn't all of a sudden going to be extremely narcissistic. It can happen occasionally where people might float a little further towards narcissism or codependency, but they are quickly going to return back to their normal, their whatever their normal range is. So this is why someone who is a narcissist who is narcissistic can all of a sudden have a more balanced day seemingly caring for the needs of another person and so you get confused you know um they cannot maintain it though it's just not where their normal their normal being lies but this can leave a victim extremely confused you know when you finally realize that you're with a narcissist or a narcissistic person and yet they have this seemingly compassionate day or moment, you really start doubting yourself. Everything you've been reading, thinking, seeing, and the conclusions you've been coming to all of a sudden is upended. And so one minute you think you have a handle on what's going on and the very next moment, you are completely unsure. I want to make sure you realize something here. Just because you see narcissistic traits in a person does not automatically mean that that person is a narcissist. But it's equally true to say just because you see some compassionate moments in a person does not automatically mean that this person is not a narcissist. It cannot be decided by single events. This is something that I run into in my Facebook group. I run a Facebook group of over 51,000 people and it's victims of covert narcissistic abuse. The group is called uh, Covert Narcissism Group, or CNG. If you're not a member, come check us out. You know, jump in there, join if it's something that would be um, beneficial to you. But something we run into all the time is somebody says, all right, this is what my partner did. And they give a one example. And they want to know, is this person a narcissist? 
And I hear this from people when they send me emails and some of the communication I get. And what does this sound like this person's a narcissist? You cannot decide if someone's a narcissist by one event in their life. Narcissism shows up over and over and over and over. It's not about how they treated you one day. It's about how they've treated you over years. When you've looked back at your relationship and gone, man, that's why this happened. That's why that happened. And you start putting all the links together and all the bells start going off. And you go, wow, there's a pattern here. That's when you can really truly start getting to the bottom of what's going on. And and I also want to say that whether someone is truly a narcissist or not is actually not my focus. When I work with victims of, of an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship, trying to diagnose or determine if that partner is actually a narcissist or not is not my focus because it is nearly impossible in most situations. Professionals even struggle to get to the bottom of this. So I encourage all victims of toxic relationships to quit focusing on whether their partner actually is or is not a narcissist or a covert narcissist. Make note of the narcissistic traits. Yes, a hundred percent. Look at the patterns. Look at what's been going on. You know, abuse is abuse and abuse is wrong. And I've said this over and over. Learning what is going on in your relationship is extremely helpful for you to make sense of your situation. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it it explains why you feel the way you feel. It explains why you're reacting the way you're reacting. It explains why these thoughts that are going through your head are going through your head. Like there's so much you can understand and learn from doing the research on narcissism. And I highly recommend that you do this. But if your goal is strictly to diagnose that person, you may find yourself extremely frustrated and, and you may find yourself in an impossible situation to actually come to a conclusion. And if you're waiting to make decisions about your relationship until you come to that conclusion, you could wait a really, really long time and you could convince yourself on either side of this over and over. I highly recommend that you do not use a diagnosis as your deciding factor on whether you stay in any given relationship or not. That diagnosis may never come. In fact, probably will never come. You could spend years driving yourself crazy. So instead of asking if they are a narcissist or not, you need to change your questions. You need to ask yourself things like, how do I feel around this person? Do I feel more and more like myself? Or do I feel less like myself? Do I feel like, you know, they, they make my world bigger and better or do I feel smaller around them? Do I feel stronger, more alive and happier? Or do I feel unsure, hesitant, anxious, cautious? Do I feel like I can say anything and be myself around this person? Or do I feel like I have to guard my words and make sure I say things the right way? Am I truly excited to see them? and spend time with them? Or does it feel like a chore, like an obligation? I will be doing an episode soon that is focused on these questions and much more. 
things that you should be looking at to determine if a particular relationship is a good fit for you. Now, before I close out this episode, I want to encourage all of you to look at that narcissism spectrum. Use it in looking at your partner, but also use it in looking at yourself. If you start seeing some narcissistic traits in yourself, I've talked about it before. These are survival skills that victims build. It's just a reaction to the environment you're living in. But understand that, again, you move around on that spectrum. So while you may be thinking you're finding a more balanced self and you're you're in the middle ground in there somewhere, and all of a sudden one day you're, you're seeing some narcissism in you, that's okay. Don't flip out. Because again, it's a spectrum and it's a moving, it's not a static thing. It's like you're on a sliding scale. You're going to move around some on that. So that is okay. Don't flip out about it. Understand where you are on that spectrum. Kind of look at your life and self-reflect on that. And, And I also want to let you know about a special that I have that's beginning in January of 2022. I have set up a Patreon page for this group. Now, if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a platform that allows me to make specific content available to you. And beginning on January 1 of 2022, I am releasing content that is my prep work for my next book. It's weekly tidbits that will expand knowledge and awareness of covert narcissism and how to heal from its abuse. These tidbits will be released twice per week to all members. And this is a minimal fee. This is a small, small, small thing. And so please go check it out. It's going to be huge what I can put on there, but but it's it's a small, small commitment. You can go to patreon.com slash covert narcissism. Check out this new platform that we are using now to reach out more and more to our world. This will also give you direct access to me that is not through social media or email. I'm looking for a safer path for those who are still living in fear, a safer path where you can reach out to me and we can have direct conversation, direct communication that is not through social media. I cannot wait to see you there. I hope that you take advantage of this opportunity that's coming up and I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.